And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Hey everybody, what's up? Welcome into the Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. It is Thursday, December 30th. It is the Thursday of Fantasy Football Championship Week. Teams will be crowned, trophies will be lifted, all of that coming our way in just a few short days and our last one of these of the season. We'll, uh, we'll still be coming at you during the offseason, but uh, this is our last one of these episodes of the season. So let's well, make it count, Michael. <laughs> well, I know, and I'm going to talk about that in a second. You hear Michael Beller, that's me talking to you. You hear Jake Seeley button in the conversation. Jake, it is one of my, it is my last one for a while. I've got paternity leave ahead of me for a couple of months. I know, we swap out you for Nando, basically. <laughs> like, all these people having babies over here. What the hell? Yeah, it's a perfect little, uh, you know, tag team. We're like the New Age Outlaws. Yeah. Me, and, uh, me, me and Nando. And there you go. And there you go, Jake. You're always talking about wrestling. I never know what you're talking about. But I was a WWF fan once upon a time, and it was back in that era. So I've still got <laughs> Do not the road come back dog. to WWE right now. Just If you're going to watch, <laughs> just go straight to AEW, just for everybody out there. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm not going to do it, but everyone else out there, I, I trust Jake's opinion on this one. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to be out for a couple of months on paternity leave. Nando DeFino going to be coming back from paternity leave and sliding right into my chair. It's perfect. He's going to get have fun with you, Jake, and, and Funston, you too. Yeah, what's uh, what's January and February look like in Wisconsin? Um, Cold. As you as you know, I'm not in Wisconsin. I live in Chicago, <laughs> but uh, it it's cold. It's cold, yes. it's, it's cold in Wisconsin. It's cold in Chicago. It's cold in Chicago, too, yeah. Right? Sorry, you were wearing your Wisconsin Badgers, and they kind of just threw me off for a second, but yeah. Las Vegas uh, Bowl later tonight. Badgers in Arizona State. Let's do it. Let's get a win, did, Badgers. Did, wait, wait. Did, did, the, did the heat wave that I'm sitting in, did that not rush through your area, Beller? Like, because I, I mean, I've been it was. In the 70s. I've had the air conditioner no. on this entire week. It was unseasonably warm for a few days in Chicago, but even in December, that means like. 41 degrees no no it's been in the 70s <laughs> I'm, I'm getting the real Saturday. chicago weather yeah, you are fun we had like two inches of snow <laughs> last night another two inches so oh, yeah right. it's still coming i'll trade yeah, you that's <laughs> i like I'll snow 70 degrees i, I will trade you in a heartbeat <laughs> no i just i want one like so first of all i like the 40s because i like being able to wear my jackets and hoodies and stuff like that but also yeah, sure. i just want one good snow one good yep. mostly because virginia beach can't handle it also if we have like a half an inch the entire city shuts down <laughs> so that's why i say one good snow yeah, I like snow from like the day after Thanksgiving through New Year's Day. I'm thumbs up to snow, and then after that, it's just a nuisance. So I'm hoping <laughs> that we turns get something. It's, it's the it's the white stuff with like that gray shadowing yeah. on the top of it from like all the. Yeah. Dirt. It's like it and just hasn't gone ice away. And, and, yeah, yeah, it's just it's no good. It's no it could, good. It's good for one shovel. Yeah, after that, forget <laughs> yeah. about it. Yeah. 
I'm you're totally shoveling twice. Yeah, right. It's yeah, exactly. It's just it's a nuisance at that point. Um, not a nuisance though if you're still playing fantasy football, right? Because then you are feeling very good about yourself. So we're gonna do things a little bit differently here on this episode. As you know, if you've been with us all season on these Thursday episodes, we've been going through game by game, talking about who to start here, who to start there, just talking all the games through. At this point, we have done that to death, and so we're just gonna have a little bit of fun with championship week matchups. Check the link as Jake's got the shirt on right now for any start sit questions you might have. It is very easy to follow along. Plus, Jake gets paid by check the link mentioned. So we got to get that in there every now <laughs> and again so he can uh, he can really capitalize on these last few weeks of the fantasy season. So instead of doing that, instead of going game by game, we're just going to throw out some fun questions that have something to do either directly or at least tangentially with Fantasy Football Championship Week here in Week 17. Let's get going, guys. Um, Jonathan Taylor and Cooper Cup, they've been sort of the story of the fantasy football season. I'd be willing to bet that something like 80% of championships have, have at least one of those guys in them, and maybe like 40% have both of those guys in them. So in a world where you can only have one of those guys on your team this week, and for the sake of this conversation, we're going to assume Carson Wentz is indeed able to play for the Colts over the weekend. Who would you want on your team right now, Week 17, Jonathan Taylor or Cooper Cup? Jake, what do you got? I will take the ever <laughs> running out of options position in the running back, and I'll take Jonathan Taylor mostly because last week was a bad game for Jonathan Taylor, and look at what he did. It was a bad game. He still scored double digits. Trust me, I know, yeah. because I did not advance because I needed Jonathan Taylor <laughs> to have like about 25 for me to advance because I had Lamar Jackson and Travis Kelsey in the same week. So those are those kind of teams. Those are the teams that have <laughs> mm-hmm. Jonathan Taylor and didn't advance. Look, you can make the same argument for Cooper Cup. It's just we can find more options at wide receiver. You're more able to overcome certain situations. So, I'm, again, I'm, if you can give me a running back that his worst game is double-digit points, I'm, I'm just going to take the running back every single time when it's yeah. equitable. See, I, I, th- I feel like there's a decent amount of RB2-3s that have surfaced this week, and we talked about a lot of them on Monday, guys mm-hmm. that you know suddenly are in the picture. And I, I feel like – Things get murkier and a lot more dicey as you get farther out in the wide receiver position in a similar area. And Cooper Cup, I don't know if you could ask for a better secondary to go against right now. Like literally, if you wish wish casting <laughs> your, your your favorite secondary to yep. play against, it's going to be the Ravens. Yep. Uh, Jonathan Taylor hasn't caught a pass in three straight games. Like again, it's it's splitting hairs. I think these guys are averaging exactly twenty one point six half PPR points per game, both of them. So you're you know you're getting the same value either way, but. Going to give the slight edge to Cooper Cup. Yeah, we saw what T. Higgins and Jamar Chase and Tyler Boyd did against this Ravens secondary last week. It is just as banged up this week as it was a week ago. It's going to be fun. I actually have in one of in one of my in my home league where I am not in the championship. One person has Jonathan Taylor and the other person has Cooper Cup. So I'm excited for that to be like the center of gravity in their matchup and watch if if indeed the person who gets the most out of their A plus A one superstar is the person who ends up being our league's champion. So just something fun to talk about as we get into this week 17. Let's uh, let's keep this theme going, guys. Uh, if you have, fill in the blank, if you have this player on your team, you'll be lifting a trophy on Monday. This is not obviously 100%, but just who do you th- who is it? Who is it? Not Jonathan Taylor, not Cooper Cup, because we already talked about that, but Funston, who do you think, if you have this guy on your team, you're a champion come Monday night? Mm, I, I'll say Ronald Jones going against the Jets, <laughs> yes. and, and I think... Th- I think uh, I think the Bucks are in a let 
let Brady just run the score up kind of a mode right now. Just get it all out. Get, get vent. And so I can see Ronald Jones getting you like 100, 110 yards and two touchdowns, you know, something like that. And so I'll, I'll throw out Ronald Jones as the non-super obvious, obvious guy. <laughs> <laughs> Correct team, wrong player. It's Antonio Ooh, Brown. Like it's Antonio yeah, Brown okay. because he's very close to hitting three different bonuses, which gets him a million dollars. And you know Tom Brady is one of the quarterbacks. Like, all players try to do this. Each one is like 333K, right? Yeah. Each yeah. bonus. And he can yeah. hit all three, including like one of his the thousand yards or whatever it is. He gets a million dollars, basically. Tom Brady can turn a million dollars into his pocket for Antonio Brown in one game. And if there's any quarterback, like all of them, like I said, all players try to do that for each other because they don't right. care. It's not their money. It's the GM's <laughs> money. Or actually, it's yeah. the owner's money. The owner's but, money. Yeah, so if you look at it, look, he's going to go out there and make sure Antonio Brown gets his, especially with no Mike Evans. And so I actually have Antonio Brown, and it's my fourth wide receiver this week. I think he just Number four, wide receiver four overall? Yes, only behind Cup, Adams, and Jefferson. Cup, Adams, Tyreek. Cup, Adams, Jefferson. Yeah. Cup, Adams, Jefferson, and Antonio. I mean, hey, 10 catches for 101 last week without uh, without Mike Evans out there. You might there as well just pencil obviously. it in. Go take yeah, all the right? overs. <laughs> all the overs, put them in your DFS lineup, yep. do everything. It's great that it's Brady and getting the Jets too here in Week 17. Something we've seen quite a bit over his career, <laughs> but now he does it as a Buccaneer. It's going to be a, a fun one, I think. Thirteen and a half. The Jets were like, I thought we got rid of this guy. <laughs> yeah, right, right. We have to see him here in Week 17. We just want the season to end and be done with it, and we have to see this freaking guy across the field from us. Funston, you just sort of answered this question, so you're going to have to go in a different direction. But I'm going to go to Jake first for this one. A surprise running back that we will most remember as a playoff hero. The guys who always come to mind for me in recent vintage. No, Sean Moreno. Can't remember exactly what season that was. Tim Hightower. Uh, can't remember exactly what season that was. But those were both within the last, what, like six years where they were nothing, 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 nothing. Mm-hmm. And then the last three weeks of the season, they were superstars. We've got a few candidates here. Who do you like best, Jake? Who are we most going to remember one year from now? Like, who are we going to be saying? Who's like, 2022's X running back? Yeah, so I think you have to look at a couple factors here, at least for me. Is One is I'm not looking at somebody specifically just for this week. So that yeah, doesn't yep, – because they're not sure. a playoff hero. And then right. you have to say somebody who is in your lineups. Like, So I'm taking Jeff Wilson out of the equation because it sounds like Elijah Mitchell should be back. So I don't think he's going mm-hmm. to factor this week. Uh, Devin Singletary has been kind of hit and miss. Rashad Penny, I'd love to say, because I think he's going to do it again this week, but nobody trusted him last week to have them in there. Like, some people did, but he wasn't in the majority of lineups last week because of the injury from the week before, so not a lot of people trusted him. Somebody has been very trusted along those lines after the first game. The first game might have been, eh, maybe, maybe in the lineups, maybe not. But once Sony Michelle took over, and then Daryl Henderson mm-hmm. with the COVID, and then Daryl Henderson gets injured, so we trusted Sony Michelle last week. We trusted Sony Michelle the week before that, and now we have to play. He is going to be inside the RB ones this week because they're not going to unleash Cam Akers in this first game back. No. So Sony Michelle is going to end up having turned a lot of teams around in the late season, especially ones that were looking for running back help late. Yeah, I wasn't really thinking about it as the three week run. Um, so I, okay. I kinda was I was kinda more circling this game as somebody that would be like for this week. Um and and really it's, it's for me it's Boston Scott. I think Boston Scott could be the guy that um you know, is is a su- sort of surprise out of nowhere guy that really mm-hmm. leads you. And I think he'll be on a lot of teams' active rosters this week. Uh, Jordan Howard has the stinger. This has been a team since week eight that's averaging 30 running back carries per week. Last time they played Washington just a couple weeks ago, they ran for 200 yards at their running back position. So if Boston Scott see, you know, a, even just a little bit of the leader of, the, of that platoon, which I think he will be, I think, you know, 
touchdowns and, and 100 plus yards from scrimmage are certainly mm-hmm. on the table. Talk to Bo Wolf, our Eagles beat writer here at The Athletic, on Tuesday's episode, our beat writer episode. And, you know, it was 48 hours ago, so we had even less information than what we're working with right now. But obviously, Bo's been very close to the Eagles all season long, has gotten to know Nick Sirianni a bit. And he just said that reading the tea leaves and the way that Nick Sirianni typically talks and then the way he was talking about Jordan Howard, that on that day, on Tuesday, he was betting against Jordan Howard being out there for the Eagles. And, uh, you know, we'll see, obviously, like I said, 48 hours have passed, 48 hours. More are going to pass between now and kickoff. I don't think that's where you were going. Like the way that you were setting it up, I thought you were saying it's going to be Jordan Howard as the guy again, the way that you were setting that up. So I wasn't expecting that to be the outcome. (laughs) Yeah. So, well, well, you know, following the B writers, that's what you like to do at the athletic. That's what we've got them for. And so uh, we'll, we'll see, we'll see if that ends up being the case, but Boston Scott's going to have a role to play one way or another. And if Jordan Howard is out with that stinger, he's going to have a monster, monster role to play. So, couple of good candidates there, and there's always someone. We know it, guys, so maybe next year we'll be sitting here a year from now and saying, who's going to be this year's Boston Scott? Who's going to be this year's Sony Michelle? Because we know that these guys pop up year after year after year. And something else we know is that there's always someone who fits what I'm asking you guys here. I'm, I'm, I want to go back to Jake's David Montgomery example from Monday to talk about this one. Guys who... You are definitely starting. You're not thinking twice about them. They're going to show on your Yahoo or CBS or ESPN projections as giving like projected for like 11 points. Guys like that, RB2s, wide receiver twos, low-end QB1s. Who's the guy like that? You're not thinking twice. He's in your lineup for sure. He's been in your lineup all season long. But this is the week he shows up with a monster game, and you're going to be like buying his jersey or something on Tuesday. <laughs> Who do you got for this one, Funston? Um, I guess I'll go Javante Williams. You know, they they did not look good in the backfield last week, but you get the Chargers this week. You get, you know, Javante, as bad as they both were in that backfield, Javante was better. And maybe this is where you see an even bigger discrepancy in their touches. But I think Javante Williams, you know, he's a, he's a great bet to find the end zone. He's a great bet to put up some decent yards. So I'll, I'll say he's a guy that I've been playing as an RB2 all year long. And he's probably a better looking, you know, looking better than, than mm-hmm. most weeks. All right, Jake. We, if you heard us chuckling, it was because uh, if you're not watching us on YouTube, Jake was going to the uh, going to the the toy rack to the back, back here to pull something off behind of me. Well, because Foster sniped me on the Javante Williams thing. I was going to say <laughs> eight points two games in a row, but you're still starting him. Saved his week with a touchdown last week. And I was all, I was going to throw the contingency out there though that Teddy Bridgewater has to be a quarterback. Like yeah. <laughs> Drew Drew Lock just yeah. ruins like that it. team. So I pivoted to his former teammate because I pulled out the signed helmet that I have yes. of Michael Carter to <laughs> say that go. Michael Carter, I get it's surprising. I got a lot of questions in the ranks are like, do I trust Michael Carter? I was like, did you not just see what he did last week in his <laughs> second game back mm-hmm. when he was healthy? I'm like, well, what about the passing game? It's like, have you not seen him catch 10 balls? <laughs> and like, I understand that Zach Wilson is not as good as throwing to the running backs as m- most of the other options. The Jets have thrown out at quarterback, but Against Tampa Bay, this is where you beat him in the passing game and in space. It doesn't also it doesn't only have to be with the receptions. I have uh, Michael Carter as a locked in RB two, and I have Michael Carter ahead of this guy right here. And I'm not going to say his name because I feel bad about that. All right. Well, I think we can bring him up later. I think. uh, Yeah, I think we're going to bring him up later, and maybe we could even bring him up now because uh, the next question I have for you guys is the opposite side of this. Someone who, again, you're starting this person. Well, you you said no Saquon in this question. 
Oh, yeah, I did say no. It's only because we're talking about him later. Um, I forgot about that, actually. Um, so, you're, again, you're someone who you have a bad feeling about, but you you know you're starting them anyway. But you know, we have guys like that, right? That, like, are, again, that, like, RB2, low-end QB1, wide receiver 2, those sorts of guys that you're mm-hmm. going to start, but there's just you won't be shocked if he gives you, like, a four-and-a-half-point game. Who do you got here, Jake? <laughs> I think this is an easy one because he's always been giving us his four and a half point games and people are going to recency bias him at wide receiver and say, oh, look, he's back. He chirped and he got his game. I I want to find a way to put Amari Cooper back on my bench uh, against Arizona's defense. Uh, this could be a game where it's you, you can run on Arizona. Could be a lot of Zeke, a lot of Pollard. CeeDee Lamb's been the consistent one. I know he didn't score in that game when Dak went bananas. Everybody else did except for CD, but he still got his. And then Dak was out at the halftime, so I just don't know that Cooper has the success again, and I could see him putting up one of that four or five-point games that we saw for weeks on end in mm-hmm. championship week, and everyone's just going to be like, ah, son of a – I just went back to Amari <laughs> Cooper. So I would love to find a way to put Cooper back on the bench. Uh, I will go with, and this is a guy you're not sitting, but it, it, certainly you have to have some trepidation about is Alvin Kamara. I mean, uh, Taysom mm-hmm. Hill will be back, um, but we still haven't seen Taysom Hill really maybe. unlock him in the passing game, and maybe he's back. And so, most likely, right? up, most likely. But even with Taysom Hill, this this Saints offense has been a box of chocolates. And, you know, Alvin Kamara's had two down games in a row. You look at his game against Carolina wait, earlier wait, wait. in the year. It was all- has it been a box of chocolates or has it been a box of chocolates with, like, all that nasty cherry one like, like that cherry oh, that, oh my that, god orange, orange flavored i swear <laughs> to god i was gonna say the exact same thing were you really the chocolates but 90 percent of them are they have like the cherry the, that, that pink stuff exactly. one in the middle it's like it's all suck. no it's one like it's not really yeah. that we don't know what we're gonna get brandon it's like it's just the back of the box <laughs> yeah the back of the box grid only exists so you can avoid the one with the cherry somewhere there's a caramel <laughs> there's a chocolate covered caramel in there we're searching for it come on Kamara. we need your caramel to come on out this week <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah it's uh it's 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 bad it's bad and i think it it certainly we've officially done too many that... shows together if we were both about to say the exact same <laughs> I thing swear to god. 38 and a half is the total in that game or 37 and a half one of those on bet mgm the saints are favored by seven and a half we have a couple again that and the bears giants where hey. you have a total under 40 with a touchdown favorite that's just disgusting that's, that's insane for first of all can i steal a question can i throw a question into our yeah. final show like here's like yeah. because of what course. phil just said actually spurred something somebody asked me on my show earlier this week do you guys ever trap right drop yeah do you <laughs> trap drop do you like and so like mm. basically it's like you purposely drop somebody like amari cooper uh-huh. you're like i know amari cooper is gonna go belly up this week i'm not saying like you know for a fact but you have that feeling you're like amari cooper's gonna get four i'm gonna drop him so i watch my opponent pick him up put uh-huh. him in the starting lineup <laughs> and then he only gets four and ha 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 i tricked you like would you guys ever do that because i've seen a lot of people ask that I- question this year I've thought about it, but I've never actually done it. But it's bet in yeah. my mind. But that's I like think too, about that that's with like Saquon. Too cute. It's too cute by half for me. Well, because right? here's like, the thing: like, look at Saquon's touchdown game. So Even in that easily. game was yeah, but Saquon with that touchdown was still only about 13 points. I'm just saying. Yeah, that's true. Let's assume, let's assume the person's in the, this year opponent in the championship game knows what they're doing. Like if you're dropping someone, they're they're seeing more upside in picking that player up. And as you said, it's like an Amari Cooper or someone like that. Uh-huh. Like you do have a little bit of doubt 
about yeah. your feelings of them just completely tanking. So right, right. That, that could backfire on you. So you might be better <laughs> off just to let them stick with the options they have. I, for what I it's just... worth, it is going to – we're finally getting like a real honest-to-goodness winter day in Chicago on Sunday. It's going to be like 20 degrees, yeah, but wind chill in the single digits. Well, they just got to warm saying, up. But it's like, got a warm up in Seattle for that too. So uh, but I mean, imagine being like four and eleven and and playing in that weather. <laughs> oh sure, but the thing is, it's like I've been checking because I've been watching Chicago, Seattle, and uh, uh-huh. Green Bay. It's all super cold, but there's no precipitation yeah. or wind. That's yeah. the biggest thing. Yeah. Like Green Bay is supposed to be in the single digits by that game on, on Sunday night. Really on Sunday night? Yeah. Brutal. With all those what guys, do we call that like Tomageddon actually... instead of Tovid now because it's going to be so cold. <laughs> oh, I like that. I like that. There's so many guys that we're excited about in that game, and we are going to lead into that a, a little bit later in this show. But now, looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24/7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Okay, guys, so here's one that was, I was just digging around for fun stuff from last season and I found this, what I thought was kind of fun. Andy Dalton was the QB3 in Week 16 Championship Week last year of 2020. Samaje Pirine was the RB3. Nelson Aguilar, the wide receiver, 5. So, with that in mind, <laughs> Jake Seeley, who's this year's shocking Championship Week stud? The shocking one? I'll give you the shocking, the shocking. one. I'm going, I'm going back to the same game and team and passing game that I mentioned earlier. Along with Antonio Brown is Brashard Perriman. Now that he's back <laughs> off COVID list, the fun yes. that we thought we might get with Tyler Johnson last week did not happen. Uh, no, it actually, it was a big fat zero for everybody that made that scramble pick off. Hey, look, I had him in the 40s, too. I, I thought Tyler Johnson would be relevant. <laughs> but Bashar Perriman, big play waiting to happen. I understand the concern, of course, is that how is he feeling after COVID? Because we've seen a lot of players come back and not look great. But Jalen Waddle did. And the good thing is, is a lot of the guys who are coming back early, like around Sunday, Monday, usually look pretty good by the next week. It's the guys like Tyreek Hill that went all the way up to the day before that are the ones that seem to be, you know, we're mm-hmm. guessing here, but seem to be more effective. So I'm looking for Brashad Perriman to get involved along with Tom Brady. Tom Brady's coming off a bad game. 
you know he's looking to go out there and put up four touchdowns on those Jets, and Brashard Perriman's going to have a 90 yards and maybe even two of them. <laughs> uh why are you ignoring this backfield, Jake? Uh, this is this is a this is a situation for everybody to eat, and uh, so I'll say Keyshawn Vaughn. We mentioned him on Monday. Um, <laughs> I just counted it up. There has been nine running backs that were not the starting running back for the team that have scored double digit fantasy points this against is, the Jets. In this has been your hobby the- horse all season. RB twos against the Jets. RB twos yes. against the Jaguars. Yes, occasionally, occasionally burned by that, but only mm. occasionally. Um, yeah, I, I think you know, we, we saw seven carries from Keyshawn Vaughn in the big play. Maybe we'll see 10 carries, 11 carries, 12 carries this week. I think they're going to be up big, and I think they're going to let uh, Keyshawn Vaughn get a little bit more run in this one. Derek so I'll get throw him Keyshawn out. Vaughn this week. Ooh. Brandon Marianne Lee is with you on that. Throw out Derek uh, Gore on that. She yeah. was, she, Brandon Marianne Lee was making a big case for, for Derek Gore on yesterday's show. Ah, so yeah, I have no so you, problem with that. I, yeah. I would take the bet, though, so we can we <laughs> can talk Sean about Vaughan that next would. week. We'll just, okay. Let's make it official. Get your little, pe- your little pen out, Beller. Write that He's down. He's not going to be here. Ke- Gore. Yeah. I'll send it to Nando. Oh. I'll, I'll pass I'll okay. pass along all my side bet notes to Nando. Would you, sure. start, <laughs> would you start Keyshawn Vaughn over Ramondre Stevenson? No. No. Okay. I just want to – look, I, I want to make it clear for everybody out there. And like, I honestly actually thought about throwing out Ramondre on this question as well. He was 15 and a half point favorites, Patriots against the yeah. Jaguars this week. Biggest oh, okay. Spread so it's J.J. Break. Taylor game yeah. is what you're telling me. <laughs> yeah, J.J. Yeah. Yeah. Taylor and Brandon Bolden. They're going to go out for us here uh, in week 17. This, uh, this sort of leads us into the next question because you guys have now talked about uh, a, a big sort of uh, bounce back game for Tom Brady, Antonio Brown, Ronald Jones, Keyshawn Vaughn. Uh, Prashad Perriman. So what's going to be the best real-life game for fantasy purposes? And by that, I mean, like, for example, Chiefs and Bengals. There are, what, like eight for sure, no doubt about it, fantasy starters in that game. What's going to give? What's the game that has, like, four, five-plus, no doubt about it, fantasy starters where you feel confident in all of those dudes coming through for you? What do you got for here for us? We got some good games. Chiefs, Bengals, <laughs> Cowboys, Cardinals, Packers, Vikings. What do you think, Funston? I'm I'm just gonna go with Chiefs Bengals. That's that's to me like has all the offensive studs and the defenses are fine, but they're not just like lockdown defenses. And mm-hmm. you know Kansas City's been getting better, but you could see this one falling into a into a track meet. And you know the defenses are there for the ride, but this is, this turns into all about the offenses. And there's you know as you mentioned, there's just a, a ton of them. So I, I'm gonna stick with that one and not try to get too cute. Yeah, Giants Bears. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> you got David Montgomery. You've got Justin Fields. You've got Saquon hey, David Montgomery going to have a wonderful two 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 week run, especially this next one. No, I was going to say the same one because here's the thing: yeah. is Minnesota Green Bay. We could try to play the Lazard versus Valdez Scantling game. We assume Valdez Scantling is going to be back. I mean, everybody's coming back from COVID now. Mike Williams, we're assuming he's going to be back too. But in that game, you're trying to play games with those. It could be Aaron Jones splitting a lot with A.J. Dillon. They both could be in play. On the flip side, does does K.J. Osborne get a touchdown or not? Now Conklin looks like he might not even be playing. So there's only about like three guarantees in that game. Like I want Dalvin Cook. I want Justin Jefferson. I want Adams. And I still probably want Jones. But if you're talking about an overall game, I mean, if you look at Baltimore, I don't even know if we're going to feel good about starting Lamar Jackson. I mean, that video yeah. circulated all day long yesterday, oh. but the fact yeah. that he was like, <laughs> did he not? He looked like he was running on ice, like the way that he was trying to run. Like that's like tip himself. Kind of. we, yeah. I, I, how, have, how have we never asked, asked Jeff Zrebeck, our Ravens beat writer, what the deal is with that Ravens practice field? <laughs> is that like the most <laughs> disgusting looking practice? I, yeah. When I saw that video, I was like, are, is there something wrong with their practice facility? Like, are they on a college somewhere we don't know about? 
I mean, there's, yeah. there are, there's, I, I played on much nicer high school fields every, every single game I well, ever played. I didn't. I went to a private school and we graduated 33 kids. So all the schools that we played on, we know our oh, actual, boy. our football field was so bad. You could see the slant from one side to the other. And if it ever rained, the water puddled up. This is the best thing. The water puddled up so deep that the, it was the opposing team sideline. They were standing in like ankle deep mud and water every game. Oh, man. Of, course, like, like, of course you wouldn't make it the home team sideline. Yeah. No, like, that's like, like, it's the home side. field advantage yeah. kind of. Yeah. Right. That's like letting the grass in the infield grow a little bit when you've got a ground ball pitcher on the mound. I love That's it. Right. It was kind of smart if you think about it. <laughs> uh, all right, Jake, you mentioned maybe you're not uh, maybe you're not feeling great about Lamar Jackson. We'll talk about him specifically in a second, and he's playing in an early game. But we have a few guys like that. Some late game injury headaches, possibly James Conner, Eli Mitchell, the Lions running backs with DeAndre Swift getting back into practice. Funston, how are you handling some of these late kick injury headaches, You know, assuming that we don't get something cleared up in the next 48 hours or so? Well, I mean, the nice thing is, is we know how all of these injuries play out in terms of the replacements and, and things like that. So, um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not playing any weeks, week 17 championships, so I'm not really handling it. But you know, it's like for the I, people I, who are who are better at fantasy. Well, look, than you I think we feel like we know that DeAndre Swift. <laughs> I think we already know that DeAndre Swift is practicing in full. He's playing, yeah. you know. Um, and it's looking like Elijah Mitchell's looking good as well. So I think we're I think you just kinda have to, you know, find your contingencies in the late game like we always do. But I think these things will probably be figured out before Sunday. I think that still James Conner, the game time decision might be up in the air. But you, like you said, mm-hmm. you have contingency plans uh, to, to wait for in the afternoon. And some of them might be the options we're talking about here. Uh, that would be the one I feel the worst about. It sounds like, like you said, Elijah Mitchell sounds like he should be good to go. You know, maybe if you want to say James Conner, you can pivot to A.J. Dillon in the night game. I'm trying to think of who else you could even play. Jamal Williams would be like, almost. I don't even want to go that yeah. far. I might just try to play somebody in the one game. And that's the problem is that Carolina, I don't really want to go to Abdullah or, you know, Hubbard in that game. So yep. Yep. maybe Tony Pollard would be the only way I wait on James Conner. He would be the he, out of this entire group. He's the one I'm most concerned about just because mm-hmm. last week they said he might be a game time decision. And then it wasn't even he wasn't even close last week. So no. He's yeah. the one I'm concerned about. Yeah. Yeah, he's definitely the one to keep an eye on. And I mean, that that has some downstream effect on Chase Edmonds, although we're all playing Chase Edmonds if we've got him, right? And not really worried about Connor playing or not. I mean, you're hoping that Connor yes. doesn't play, but you're yeah. still playing him regardless. Yeah, Edmonds either way, of mm-hmm. course. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right, guys. I would bet $100 this <laughs> wide receiver three type outperforms expectations. What do you got for us, Jake? I'll, you know, I'm going to go with Russell Gage. Because everybody's looking at last week and they're like, oh, well, this is why we don't trust Russell Gage. Like, well, you know, the offense threw 23 times. And guess what? He still led the receivers. Yes, Kyle Pitts had the 100 yards, but he was still out there the most. He still saw the targets. He still got the usage. It's just when there's only 23 attempts. That's what happens when Kyle Pitts gets such a big day. But against Buffalo, you know, that's the concern is like, oh, is they're facing Buffalo defense? And it has been really good. You're not really going to see anybody travel with Russell Gage, and Atlanta's going to have to pass against Buffalo. This is not unless they shock us. I mean, we've seen it from before from Buffalo. We saw them lose Mm -hmm. to Jacksonville and not even score 10 points. But we expect Buffalo to force Atlanta to try and keep up some type of pace. And if so, Russell Gage should go back to the weeks before that where, you know, he was locked in as he was was basically a wide receiver too every single week. Yep. Uh, I'll throw out Van Jefferson's had two bad games in a row. This is a 
like absolutely him. great spot for him. Uh, I can see Sonny Michelle having struggling to like something like a 16 for 58 kind of game, and they're really going to have to just you know pick on that secondary. You look at Baltimore, 68 passes allowed of 20 plus yards, oh. uh, 16 passes of 40 plus yards. Those are both. Worst in the league, so you talked about be comfortably worst in the league. Yeah, they, <laughs> they both are the comfortably worst, and yeah. Van Jefferson is that you know he is that air yards guy in this offense. So I can see him getting a big play or two, but I feel pretty good about him uh, outperforming expectations. Do, do you have a super, 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 super sneaky? You never could see this coming type of player in this list. I didn't see that. Did you have a question like that? Um, I mean, sort of with like uh, the yeah the, the other one? shocking championship week stuff. Shocking, well, because this is not the shock. This is that yeah, was the Dalton. Pin, P. No, this is, this is this is this yeah. is pinch your butthole. Don't look at it. Fourteen team, four wide receiver. <laughs> like I'm just saying, that's not Brashad Perriman. <laughs> no, well, this is worse than Brashad Perriman. I'm just saying. Here, here's why. Look, don't be shocked if Tavon Austin is relevant. Not only. <laughs> Look, here's why. How many why. touches does Tavon Austin have? Look at what he did last game. Look at what he did last game. There's How much two time reasons. has he spent with Nando recently? No, no, no. There's yeah, two there reasons. Is. There's two reasons here. They don't have James Robinson. They can use yeah. him out of the backfield like we've seen with Debo Samuel. They're, I mean, they're, they brought up Sargent off the practice squad from the Rams. Uh-huh. And here's the thing about the Patriots' defense. The slot is where you can do – Isaiah McKenzie did his work because Jackson was shadowing and uh, what's-his-face was uh, – Mills was basically on the on Emmanuel Sanders. I'm just saying, yeah. desperation, big <laughs> leagues. You know, these are, Tavon yeah, Austin this, would be a I don't know if these are championship-level issues or problems right yeah. here, but, you know. Well, it's, you know, for posterity, it's been, it's been logged. You know, I would start Tavon, Tavon Austin, Austin over, call. like, Khalif Raymond's of the worlds and stuff like that. Like, go. I'm just shooting for the ceiling. What do you have, six for De- 68 December? or something last week? Six for 68, seven targets. There you go. December 30th. You're trying to win your consolation bracket. This is a a great dart throw. (laughs) 31 minutes into the episode, Jake says, start Tavon Austin in championship week. We're going to strip all the rest of the context out of it. Please do. (laughs) When you tweet it out, just tweet that clip. Tavon Austin's bringing home championships. I'm I'm going to make one of our fancy athletic quote cards and just (laughs) have it right there. Tavon Austin. Wide receiver one. Championship. Lock it. Lock it up. <laughs> who's, uh, who's the worst player you're going to start over Saquon Barkley? In other words, who's like the, who's the last running back you have ranked in front of him? <laughs> or if you want to talk about it, like who's the last wide receiver in flex rankings? The worst, quote, player you're starting over Saquon this week, Funston. Uh, well, I would say the two guys that I have ranked in front of Saquon are Dev- Devin Singletary and Michael Carter. So uh, Devin Singletary, I guess, would be my worst running back that I'm playing over Saquon. I mean, I mentioned Michael Carter, so I'll tell you the wide receivers I have just in front of him are Marquise Brown and DJ Moore. Uh, Marquise Brown would need Lamar Jackson. He'll slide back if not. But Mike Williams, Marquise Brown, DJ Moore, running backs. You can just mention that I actually have Swift and Carter. Although Swift is – I will have to see. Like, they practice in full. I just – I'm going to go with practicing in full with two games left. Why are you going to risk DeAndre Swift unless you think – not only – That's how I feel. Yeah, well, it's not just that he's practicing in full. They're bringing him back. Like – Two games left. He needs to be a hundred percent, and this is telling me they think he's a hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, why, 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 why else would you play him, right? So, so many whys. I guess we have to. <laughs> I guess we have to assume that they feel totally comfortable that there's no, there's no like elevated re-injury risk. No, related, right? Check Everyone out who's ten, steps foot on a football field has an injury risk, but they don't think there's any elevated re-injury risk 
uh, by bringing him back for these last two completely meaningless games. Uh, on the Lamar note, who's the worst quarterback you're starting over Lamar if mm. he does indeed uh, be able to play against the Rams this week? Who do you got, Jake? Uh, I'll give you who's – do you want 10 and 11? Or tw- wait, yeah, why not? Well, no, 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 wait. Oh, yeah, because uh, I'm wait, in 12. Give him, give him the, the, uh, the down south guy, and I'll do the other one. <laughs> the down south guy. The down south guy, like, geographically, geographically. or numerically? I would assume so. Okay. Tua Tungabailoa. No. no. Trey Lance. Matt Ryan. Trey no, Lance. He's oh. not, he's not geographically. Taysom Hill San is Francisco. No one thinks, Taysom Hill yeah, is further San, south than New San Orleans. San, no, no. How many, I, how many, I have Taysom how Hill behind NFL Lamar cities, Jackson. Do you know where San Francisco is? How many yes. NFL cities are north of San Francisco? That's what I'm saying. North of them is the other one was A Joe lot. Burrow. Then I'll talk about Joe Burrow. <laughs> you said down south. I'm not starting Taysom I Hill. Thought over you, I thought you were going to go Taysom Hill like, or, like or Atlanta Trey Lance. Or I thought Miami. you had Trey, Taysom Hill. Like, I know. New Orleans. <laughs> Thank you, Bella. Like, how much no, further no, no, south No, no, no. I'm rooting with Funston. No. Much farther. No one says down south and thinks San Francisco no. or Cincinnati. Nope. No, no one in the world. But when you're saying down south, then those are the two options. He said, pick the Clearly guy Funston further south. I thought you had other options. Yeah, I okay. thought you were going Cincinnati Taysom Hill is, or Trey Lance. Cincinnati is definitely south of San Francisco, just for the record, <laughs> without question. You sure? 100%. Go look. I want to know the latitude number. <laughs> Since he's Pull pretty far out. south, they're like, aren't they like Mason yeah. Dixon line kind of? Right I know, Ohio but River, I, I just still thought Louisville, was, Kentucky. Still, anyway, all right, fine, then I'll talk about Joe Burrow. I'm starting Joe Burrow <laughs> from Lamar Jackson. I just don't trust, like, even before, before we saw that video yesterday, two weeks of not even being close to playing the game, and I even said it last week on this show about Lamar Jackson, is if you're taking away the running, the passing has not been good. The passing's been Taysom Hill to a degree, actually even worse sometimes. It's been a better year overall passing from Lamar Jackson, but I say where it's not been good, it's not been good enough to carry him in fantasy, and that's the problem. Is if you're only getting one touchdown, if you're only getting 250 yards, if you're not running, look, Lamar Jackson's still 12, so he's still startable, but I'm starting mm-hmm. Joe Burrow even in a much worse matchup, and even though I'm not playing the recency bias, so don't forget the four games before Joe Burrow just went ballistic. Yeah, so I have some horrible news to report before your guy Funston. Cincinnati is slightly north uh-huh. of San Francisco, uh-huh. thirty-nine degrees something something, and San Francisco's thirty-seven. Wow! Damn it! Yeah, I would I would have bet on Cincinnati being further south. <laughs> uh, this sucks. All right, go ahead, Funston. Yeah, mentality-wise, they're way further south than San Francisco. Yes, um, definitely. All right, so yeah, Trey Lance. Trey Lance was the other guy Jake was going to go with, and he basically... geography for the for the idiots. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you want me to tell you what about Trey Lance? Yeah, basically going to give you probably Definitely. Lamar Jackson numbers. I mean, he's you know he's he had 89 rushing yards his last time out as as the guy, and you know that's probably in play this week. Lamar Jackson, if you watch the video on Twitter or wherever, uh, you can see that he is not 100. percent He's not going to probably give you 89 rushing yards. Trey Lance much more likely. It's got good weapons. You know, I think he had 190 passing yards. He throws for 190 passing yards and a touchdown. You throw in what he does on the ground. I think that's going to beat out what Lamar Jackson will give you. Going to give now some quick credit. Now where's Indianapolis? <laughs> uh, they south? might be Souther. Souther? Is that <laughs> even a word? <laughs> more, more Southern. Uh, yeah. I know Cincinnati and Indianapolis, for what it's worth, are the two what, what did you say? Wait, wait, what did you say San Francisco in, uh, was? NFL cities. What was, the, what was the latitude? Right here, like Jiggles has got it, 37.3 uh, degrees north. Uh, there you go. Which is Santa Clara, Indi- but San Francisco was about hey, the same. I know my geography. Cincinnati. Indianapolis is more <laughs> souther. It's, 30, it's 39.76. Yeah, fun fact, Cincinnati and Indianapolis, the two NFL cities closest to each other. How about that? Really? Go. 
Wow. Yes. What's the, do you have the distance? Can you pull that out? I, I don't. I remember hearing it years ago and just always thought it was fun. So I got how, it. How, are the, how are the Jets and the Giants not winning that one? I guess that, yeah, right? That's that's literally true. But uh, for ones that aren't literally the same city. Okay. Or, it's, or it's the same CNN stadium. Or literally. Or, this, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, where we, we share. South Bend's we closer to Chicago than it is to Indianapolis or something like that, too? Um, I would bet that's true. Yeah. yeah. I don't know that for sure, but I, that, I would bet that's true. It's really not that far. Um, yeah. Let's continue. Yeah. <laughs> and now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, guys, I've got a fun one here. Um, I was really more trying to come geography? up with something. <laughs> well, I, very few things are more fun than geography, for being honest. But uh, I've got, so I was trying to come up with a little, like, you know, start, sit, cut, something like that, but something different for us, uh, for this group of running backs. And so I came up with nice, ice, and spice. Nice means he's a start for sure. Ice, sit and less desperate. Spice, you know, right? Spicy. Some things like some people like things spicy. Some people don't. Spices are all different. So basically, that's someone who could go either way. Worse than a locked in starter. Worse than nice. But better than a desperation play. Better than ice. So let's move through these guys quickly. Nice, ice, or spice. What do we got for Cordero Patterson, Jake? Uh, so let's see. What's spice? Spice can be worse, like than than yeah, ice. Yeah, nice is for sure. Start ice is only start if desperate. Spice is in between that. Oh no, then I'm going ice. I gotta go like super ice. I want ice man <laughs> over here, like Cordell Patterson. I did not want to start last week. Hey, I mentioned this and I even said it uh-huh. to you guys as he's turned into a lead running back, first and second down only. Not getting passing game work, not even getting great run opportunities because they're still throwing him on sweeps and all that. Type. And then he's had a touchdown, even with the touchdown, barely had a good game. Uh, I want to not start Cordero Patterson this week any way possible. I will give him a little bit of spice. Um, <laughs> I, I would throw him into my flex yeah. spot. I am not. I, and, and, and again, I just it's because I don't understand. What are you saving him for? What's the point? Like, why are we why are we limiting our best offensive player all season long? Uh, this is a game where they'll probably get their butt kicked. I, you know, I, I mean, if it was two weeks, I'd be with you. But this is now like six weeks in a row. Yeah, but it's not six weeks in a row of bad production. And, and even in even in limited, he's still a guy that has a decent upside for a touchdown. So uh, I'm going to say I'm going to say spice. I'm going to say flexi spice. All right, Jake, or uh, Funston, I mean, who do you got? <coughs> excuse me, what do you got for Dare Agunbowale? Yeah, this is uh, this is probably similar to Cordero. It's, it's you know, one of us is going to say ice, one of us is going to say spice. I'm going to say, <laughs> I will say spice um, because, because <laughs> I mean, they're going to probably mix in some other running backs here, but he was the guy, stepped up. He is going to be the starter. He has some receiving skills. I can talk myself into a flex play with him. 
No, it's it's nice, and I would start him over Ooh. Rex Burkhead, who people are going to try and throw out there as we made the joke. And somebody appreciated the joke we made about the licking the tears away on the Monday <laughs> show. Is look, it really comes down to what you just said, Foster? He's going to be the guy. You know, Sergeant, big guy. Maybe he gets some of the goal line. I mean, that could ruin things. You know, gets goal line runs, but he's mm-hmm. also coming off a practice squad onto this team. The goon's been there for a while. It's nice Good. to see Armstead back, but. You know, it'd be nice if, like, Armstead could just stay healthy just for his career. But the goon looks like he's the guy. And this is more of a matchup, too, is that the pass-catching running back should be a better option than Sargent anyway, even if it was a 50-50 split. So I think goon is nice. I would, I, I, I can see it going sideways. I have Patterson and goon two spots apart. That's how close I have him. Hey, the goon's going to be watching the Las Vegas Bowl tonight. Yeah, he's I was just going to say, what did you, what's your thoughts he's on the goon? On he's a former Badger. Yeah, I like him. I like him in this spot, too. I think uh, for all the reasons Jake said that he, I would probably play him over Patterson just because of what we, the recent trend we've seen for Patterson and what we can expect for Agunboale's role in this game against the uh, Patriots. Again, 15.5-point favorites. I think he's going to have a big, big role to play for the Jags this week. Uh, we hit on a couple of guys who I had in this list, Jordan Howard and Michael Carter, also Boston Scott. So how about A.J. Dillon? What do you got for A.J. Dillon, Jake? Nice ice or spice? Mm, very close to nice, so I'll give him spice with a little bit of nice sprinkles on it because <laughs> it really comes down to this. We've seen the split. It's lean, It's been leaning in the entire time, even when he first came back. We talked about it. Aaron Jones was the lead. That game got out of hand, so they didn't need to risk him in his first game back, but he's still the lead. He's still the option. I think you see is a little bit more running this game because of the weather we talked about, but because of the temperature. Yeah. It does lean a little bit more to the run game. If there was wind and precipitation, I would say definitively lean towards the run game. But I think you could say Dylan is in play as a flex option, as he has been for most weeks, honestly. Yeah, this is what they you know, always talked about with A.J. Dillon. Oh, those December games where it gets cold at, in Lambeau Field, you know, he's perfectly built for that. And I, I sort of buy into that that it at least is going to lean into him a little bit more than usual. And uh, last time he faced Minnesota was 11 carries, 53 yards on the ground. He weirdly had six, I think, six catches in that game. I'm not seeing that, but I can see him maybe getting 60-plus rushing yards and a touchdown in this game. So I'm going to say nice. All right, Funston, take this one away first. Deontay Foreman, nice ice spice. Um, I will say Spice. He's kind of falling into the range with uh, some of these other guys like Goon, like Cordero Patterson. They're in that mix and that kind of mid to back end top 30 overall running back. So uh, don't love the matchup. Um, don't. Eh, it's okay. I'm just going to say Spice. <laughs> yeah, I'll echo that. I don't really have much to say. I'm at 28. I think he's in that mm. risk cover. He's the lead, but it's not the greatest – matchup or where does Devonte foreman or Devonte freeman excuse me fall for you jake oh he's he's less spice he's he's bad spice <laughs> he's yeah i don't want to this because he, he's he's cordero patterson same thing but like worse opportunity potential because he without a touchdown his day has been pretty miserable too uh this is something i talked about with uh Fusta knows this when i did my 10 best calls and five worst calls is sometimes you know chasing the backfield that split with a rushing quarterback just makes things even worse than they are anywhere else so yeah i don't I don't want to play Devontae. I'm not looking to play Devontae. I don't think most people in championships or playoffs were even play- relying mm-hmm. on Devontae Freeman, honestly. I'm trying to think of a less lesser spice. What is that, like cumin or something? Like what? Sporty. <laughs> sporty. <laughs> yeah, there you go. All the spice uh, Sporty girls. just sounds, sporty sounds good. Cumin season, yeah. Cumin, 
Yeah. I, I, I kind of like most all spices. Show. I was trying to think of a spice I don't like. There's not very many out there, apparently. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you, man. A little Tumeric. spice. Spice is great in life. Um, how about to, uh, Tony Pollard? Last one. Tony Pollard, what do you got, Funston? Uh, close to I. Close to not not close not close to ice. Close to nice. Uh, I'll t- I'll say a, a top level spice. How's that? Ooh, top, top level, level spice. spice. It's like a it's like well, a spice. It's like that spice me, you mix. Know you know where you get like like the, the garlic and onion, like that kind of like that's everything bagel kind of spice. Like the Trader yeah. Joe's everything yep. bagel yep. mix. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got here, Jake? I was gonna say if you're gonna ask me, it's the nicest of all spices. So I don't know what is he? he's cinnamon sugar. Ooh. Is that what he is? He's the best spice. He's the nicest nice of all spices. But still, it's Tony but still spice. He's the best he's person in the nice. of... No, look, he's in the same conversation as AJ Dillon. Is he's a flex running back? This is a game that like I mentioned earlier when we talked about your run in Arizona. You could see them go more that direction than what Dak just did last week. So I think Pollard is just as much as in play as AJ Dillon is. All right, there you go. Nice, nice spice. I'm so happy I thought of this week 17, right? Like, what better time to think of a fun new segment than December 30th? Awesome. We'll put it in mothballs and bring it back next August. Three wide receivers, you guys. Three, Give me three wide receivers you would have to have on your team for a Monroe St. Brown to be on your bench this week. What do you got, Bunston? Well, I mean, let's just, I mean, you could go off to the top and, like, you know, the Justin Jefferson Cooper Cup. Yeah, but here's, here's a receiver I would say <laughs> that I would actually start over him. And I think they're pretty similar. Jalen Waddle, I, I I have him just slightly ahead of Amon mm-hmm. Ross St. Brown. Loved loved how he looked last week. Um, liked the matchup against Tennessee. I guess with Amon Ross St. Brown, you can't argue what he's done. There's the one question: if DeAndre Swift is there, like it could be ten mm-hmm. catches for DeAndre Swift against the Seahawks. It could change. It could change. You know, the being the go-to guy from from Amon Ross St. Brown to DeAndre Swift. Yeah, uh, I'll kind of just name the ones right in front of him and just put it this way. He's 17 yeah. this week. So it's Tyler Lockett, Jalen Waddell, and Hunter Renfro. But that's where he is now. Those are the names yeah. he's alongside. If you go a little bit higher, now you're talking about Deontay and CeeDee Lamb. We're going to be drafting him as a top 20 receiver next year? Am I right to say Brown? Yeah. I think it depends on what they do with the rest yeah. of their team. But I think that I'd say at least top 30. Because you got to remember, Mike Williams is sitting. If they bring in Mike Williams, now you're going to have. Two nice yeah. wide receivers there, and not that Amon Ryan State Brown can't repeat, but that's just also what if Jared Goff's still the quarterback? Now you have two options, so that's that's kind of thing. But I would say definitively top thirty. All right, guys, just a couple more things before we call it an episode here. Josh Allen right now enters Week 17 as the QB1. He is five points ahead of Kyler Murray. He is 10 points ahead of Aaron Rodgers, and we're talking just standard four points for a passing touchdown, 25 yards gets you a point, um, passing yards gets you a point, standard obviously on the ground, all that. Josh Allen, the QB1. He was the QB1 last year. The last time we had someone repeat as QB1 was Dante Culpepper, was the QB1 in fantasy leagues in 2003 and 2004. Jake, is Josh Allen the first guy since Culpepper 17 years ago to repeat his QB1? 100%. If I could bet this in Vegas, I would. There, there's no <laughs> way. And mostly because if you said number two was Brady and five points, say, okay, maybe. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes, 
Maybe. But when you said the, 12 points back for what it's worth. 12, 13, yes, that's, somewhere that's right a, in there. It's, again, you have to be within... like as yeah, You need a bad game from Allen to make up that much. You, yeah, because that, that's the thing. is You need Allen to go out there and score like 12, and then, of course, you need like a 30-point game. So that that mm-hmm. could happen with Patrick Mahomes. Maybe I'd say so. Uh, I didn't know if Patrick Mahomes was that close. I'd say now you give me like a 10% chance of it happening. Uh, but Josh Allen's facing Atlanta. And again, the second-place one is the problem. It's the issue we've run into this entire year is... Even Funston will say this. I know you'll say it. Funston is like, you weren't expecting the rush. As much as you said he wasn't going to run this year, we weren't expecting him to be this bad for Kyler Murray. Half his yards per carry, half his rush attempts. He's just not running, and I think that's the biggest issue is that Kyler Murray is the next one behind him, and I don't see Murray being the one to pass him. Yeah, and I guess it might just be that the fact that he's repeating is more of an indictment of what the quarterback position was this year. Um, we didn't have – we had uh, we we had like weeks of disappointment from all the top guys. You know, and so it's we won't be yeah. remembering this True. year as the year of the quarterback for sure. But I, I'm with Jake. I think he absolutely yeah. will repeat. I know the answer to this question is yes, but I'm just going to ask it in exactly this way anyway. You guys remember how awesome Culpepper was those seasons? Like peak Dante yeah. Culpepper. Remember how much well, fun you know, he was? I mean, Jake, that Randy Jake Moss, Reed, that Jake Reed, Randy Moss. <laughs> I mean, Moss yeah. was like, oh, that I was, was just looking at Robert, the Robert, Smith, Smith. Robert Smith. Those Vikings were. Vikings was, are like a sneaky, fun fantasy team for like two decades yeah. going here. Like they've always given us something. Good. And then what happened? They went like 15 and Mark Jackson one year? checked in. Well, yeah, when, yeah. They, when they were the best team in the they NFL. They Atlanta. Morton, Ander- Morton Anderson missed two, one so kick all season. So my point I'm trying to make here for Josh Allen, he's two, point, he's two points per game better on a per game basis. I was kind of curious. Than last year? No, no, no. Than anybody else this year. Oh, oh, okay. He's worse than I last year. I was kind of curious. He is. Though, yeah. Once you took because when you said that it's been a disappointment, we had that Kyler Murray missed time, Lamar Jackson's missed time, uh, mm-hmm. Hertz missed a game, Aaron Rodgers missed a game with the toe or COVID or both or whatever it might be. But that's what I was curious about. I was just curious. that's a pretty big gap, a two point gap yeah. for a quarterback. Mm-hmm. It's a big gap. He's only half a he's only half a point per game worse than he was last year, which I, I would have guessed it was more. Josh that's Allen, impressive too. Yeah. Um, all right, guys. One more question. As we as we know. 2021 coming to an end 2022 right around the corner what's your new year's resolution fantasy football new year's resolution for 2022 fantasy football related Go ahead, um okay so it's not going to be a lesson to learn kind of thing i i was i've been saying like 2021 <laughs> fantasy football i feel like would take it out like office space with the printer out into the middle of a field and beat it to death <laughs> with a baseball bat yeah. but um my resolution is damn it feels good to be a gangster <laughs> Is to we talked about it earlier in the year, Beller. Is to come up with some kind of a, a way to get the highest, like make points scored. One of the ways to get a playoff team in your league instead of like it, it stands out for me because I was the third highest scoring team in the league and didn't make uh, the top six for the playoffs. So, gonna that's how I like it though. I don't. Nah, want, I'm gonna figure something out. I don't I like it. Like, guarantee, guarantee a spot for the top three point scores. Don't put someone who has the sixth most points in the league in over someone else yeah, yeah, who yeah, has yeah. the seventh most points, but the better, but a right, better record. Exactly. I can get on board with top three point scorers are guaranteed a okay, spot. In maybe the that's it. That's, 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 what I'm, that's my pitch <laughs> to my league. Uh, in addition to pitching them, Wait, that we're so- going to finally move our 12 team leagues over to Superflex. We got to get ourselves into the <laughs> modern era. They've pushed back on that for years. I'm going to try to make that finally happen this year. Uh, so, so wait, 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 to be clear, so are you saying that you don't like the sixth seed being most points scored of the remaining seven teams? I do not. 
I like I can get I can get on board with like a yeah. if you're in the top three in points scored, then no matter what your record is, you're in the playoffs. But I don't think that someone who go who is like who has twenty more points, someone who goes five and nine and has twenty more points than someone who goes seven and seven is like locked in for sure better than them and deserves to be in the playoffs ahead of them. Oh. See, and I I I don't think it's usually only twenty points. That's why I like it. So Yeah. But anyway, here's the big thing that really t- takes that out of the equation, though, I'll tell you, is as much as we do both of these in my home league, and I've been saying this since, what, the day I've been in the industry, so over 10 years now, is yeah. I think once ever have we had to put the sixth-place team as the most points scored from the remaining seven because when you play double headers, mm-hmm. it doesn't even come into play. You so. Play double headers. Everybody says this every we, single year. Double headers, double headers, make, double headers. I, I'm assuming that flex, which you uh, put together so well every single year, isn't double headers because our operator does not allow double headers. So right? do a double headers. The operator does. No, oh, no, no. Right. Operator does. I, I will tell you why we don't, but why we will next year is because I'm telling David Ganos, love him, uh-huh. f- very much Sup, a good Ganos. friend of ours, real life friend and everything like that. He's kicking rocks next year. So the reason we – well, because the very first thing he said, well, flex leagues are supposed to be for the experts, but for everybody at home to watch us and learn from us. He's like, so don't do a third point scoring for a reception and first downs. and like, He's like, yeah. basically, don't make it That's so fair. people can't learn anything from it. Mm-hmm. I like but that. Now, my pushback is kind of what you're saying. You don't have to not learn anything from double headers. The first of all, that's how you should that's be playing. True. Second of all, it doesn't change draft strategy. It doesn't, it doesn't change, change yeah. doesn't change anything. So, yes, we yeah. are doing double headers next year, and we're also we're moving to the sleeper app next year. All right. Beautiful. I've never done anything on uh, that app, so I'm, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to break through. I'm going to break through. I've had, I've had good teams every year, but I've never quite broken through gonna, and flexed. We'll get, we'll get through year. next year. Yes, and for everybody out next there, doubleheaders is not a second opponent in the league. It's the top half scores mm-hmm. get an extra win. The bottom half scores get an extra loss. So second highest scoring team, worst case scenario, you go By the way, one. Jake, I think yeah. lead by example with the Flex League. If you if, if a third point for whatever is the way to go, do it. No, we're not doing let's that. Let's not yeah. be the lead. No, no, no. I hate that stuff. <laughs> oh, I hate that. No, I agree with you though. But that's why we're doing. That's why we've never done kickers. I said from day one, I don't care what anybody yeah. says. Kickers are not going to be a flex <laughs> ever. Is what what's worse, two catcher in baseball or tight end premium oh, in fantasy? I think tight end football. Oh, they're, they're both yeah, equal. They're you can bad. you can both take a long walk off a short <laughs> right. pier for that one on both of them. Exactly. <laughs> oh, I am one hundred percent with you, Jake. I've got a New Year's resolution too. I try to stick to this every year. I'm really going to go for it in a stronger way next year. I just want I, I want every single one of my players with a perhaps a Jonathan Taylor style of exception to have a good quarterback on his team. I want to be tied to good quarterbacks. All I care about, my entire focus in 2022 drafts is going to be pick guys who play with good quarterbacks. <laughs> and from there, yards and touchdowns and points this, will flow. This, this is your oh, Saquon Barkley, Terry McLaurin team talking. <laughs> this is my don't. Yeah, exactly. Allen Robinson, <laughs> yeah. get, get out of here. None of those guys. I don't care how good they are individually. If they're not tied to a good quarterback, he is not going to be on my That's team next one. season. So there you go. My New Year's resolution for 2022 Thank you, everyone, for joining us all season long. As we said, this is our last episode like this. This is the last episode the three of us are going to do together for a while because I'm going on paternity leave next week, so I will be gone for a couple of months. This show will stay. This show will have two episodes next week. It'll be these two guys with Nando and then Nando doing his usual episode with Chris Vaccaro and Brandon Marianne Lee. And then the week after, through the Super Bowl, one episode a week, Nando, Jake, and Brandon will go off the air for a couple of weeks after the Super Bowl. And then when we come back, 
I'm back from paternity leave as well. So I just want to say, first and foremost, a big thank you to you two guys for being with me all season long, for doing this. It's a lot of fun to do this show with you guys, and uh, I think we put together our best season yet. So big thank you to Brandon Funston. Big thank you to Jake Seeley. And then, of course, all of our listeners, all of our YouTube viewers, thank you to you guys as well. We love getting together and talking about football, but we wouldn't be able to do it if we didn't have people on the other end of our microphones listening to this. So a huge thank you to all of you who have been with the Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast all season long. We hope that you've had fun and that we've helped you get to some championship games along the way as well. Jake's got a duck. (laughs) There you go. I mean, how do we sign off on anything other than that? So one last time in the 2021 season for Jake Seeley, for Brandon Funston, I am Michael Beller. We say a huge hearty thank you to all of you for being with us all season long. Good luck this weekend. Let's all go out and get those wins and this week, get those championship trophies. We'll talk to you soon.